solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, your daily Texans talking news show. Happy to be back with you guys. I am John, some sports guy, Hickman. Before we get everything kicked off, of course, I want to let you know about winning your league, your fantasy football league, that is. And it starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Podcast on the Odyssey app. Cannot do this show by myself. I guess you can call one of us Giannis and the other one Chris Middleton, baby. We getting it done. My boy Cody Davis, welcome in for Wednesday's show. Well, hopefully in that case, I'm Giannis Antetokounmpo because dropping 50 points in a closeout game to secure an NBA Finals? My Lord. I'm, I'm sorry, John. Look, there's nothing wrong with being Chris Middleton. But Giannis is on a different level. And on this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, I'm going to be joined by NFL insider and Houston Texans beat reporter Aaron Wilson from Sports Talk 790 in Houston as Aaron share his thoughts on the Houston Texans for this upcoming season, especially with training camp set to begin in six days and then john and i are going to close out this latest installment of locked on texans by taking a look at what aaron wilson had to say about the houston texans especially his thoughts on whether or not he believes they're going to finish with an 0 and 17 1 and 16 record in 2021 but we're going to get this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off with players who are more likely to succeed at their new position. And we're going to start by taking a look at the players who made the switch on the defensive side of the ball. And just to give you guys an update of the players who made the switch on defense, Jacob Martin, Whitney Merciless, Shaq Lawson, Jonathan Grenard, and Jordan Jenkins all have made the switch from linebackers to defensive ends. And John, out of all those players who have made the switch from one position to another, the one guy I believe is going to have the most success is Jacob Martin. And with Lovey Smith not only implementing the 4-3 defense, but also switching Martin from a linebacker to a defensive end, I think we're going to see Jacob Martin have a breakout season in 2021. Martin is now in a position where he can finally maximize his full potential as a pass rusher in this league and that is going to be extremely important for the Houston Texans for this upcoming season especially considering that this is the first time that the Texans will be going into the season without J.J. Watt on that defensive front since entering the league in 2018 Jacob Martin has been one of the most underrated pass rushers in this league as he has recorded nine and a half sacks and 18 quarterback hits and the biggest reason why Martin isn't considered an elite pass rusher or one who can actually develop into an elite pass rusher is because he never truly had an opportunity to do so given the limited amount of snaps that he has been playing throughout his entire career 
John, I remember prior to the 2020 season, we actually had an opportunity to speak to Jacob Martin, and he told us during his media availability that it was his number one goal to record double-digit sacks on the season. And you and I came right here on this podcast the very next day and said it's highly unlikely that he will accomplish that goal because he's not going to get the appropriate amount of snaps to do so. And last year for the Houston Texans, he only recorded three sacks while appearing in no more than 34% of their defensive snaps. And I could actually see Jacob Martin still being used for situational purposes like throughout his first two seasons here in Houston. But making that switch would give him an opportunity to see the field just a little bit more, especially heading into training camp with him being in the midst of this quote-unquote competition that Nick Casario created. And based off of what we saw last year, I can actually make the argument that Jacob Martin might be a better and more trustworthy pass rusher as a defensive end than Whitley Merciless. And that's no disrespect to Merciless, but what we saw out of him last season cannot, shall not, and possibly will not repeat itself in 2021. You know, Cody, you're looking at Jacob Martin. He is entering the third season with Houston, uh, been here a couple of years, has had success in limited time. That's what I like about Jacob Martin. I also think Jacob Martin will be still operating in his situational role because Houston does have a lot of outside linebackers, rushing outside linebackers that will be kind of transitioning more so to the hand in the dirt for the defensive, a four, three defensive end kind of traditional defense. Right now of all of those, the number one on my list that I don't think will succeed, Whitney Merciless. But we're talking about the positives right now. And for me, Jordan Jenkins, he's a player in 2019, had eight sacks. 2018, he had seven sacks, right? So he knows how to get after the quarterback. And to your JJY point, Houston will need someone that'll be able to you know, get after the quarterback. Now, with all of these outside linebackers that are switching over to the 4-3 defense, I didn't want to say Shaq Lawson because he spent time in a 4-3 defense before, and I think for him it will be a, a very – it'll be an easy transition back home in a sense. But of all of those 3-4 edge rushing linebackers, I think they will all be in situational packages where it's – a situation where you need a sack, third and six or third and eight, or, you know, we got to get out to the quarterback because this quarterback is doing things with his legs or whatever the case is, right? But of all of those, Jordan Jenkins has the most – he's the most credible player to do so, which is why I'm really looking at Jordan Jenkins to uh, be able to be that pressure, the guy who can get pressure rather, the guy who can come off that edge – with his hand in the dirt, uses athleticism ability. He has long arms. I think that'll help him as well. He'll give Houston a good push. He'll give Houston a good push. Uh, you know what, who I am excited about, though? Second-year player, Jonathan Gennard. Now, he did spend some time at uh, a DN in his collegiate days, which wasn't that long ago. For Florida, uh, he did a little bit of both. And my boy, shout-out to my boy, Phil. He knows a little about, a little bit about him. But for him, he hasn't been in the NFL too long to where you have got accustomed to doing one thing for too long, if that makes sense. Like the one year, his first year in the league, he barely played due to COVID uh, situations. 
Bill O'Brien was his head coach and general manager. The veteran type of year they had last year, even though those young guys should have been getting uh, time to play, especially closer towards the end of the season. But it hasn't been imprinted in his mind that you got to do this as outside linebacker. It'll be easy for him to kind of transition back to his hand in the dirt. It wasn't so long ago he did it, and he hasn't been doing it for too long in the league. So I think it'll be an easier transition for him, and he's young. He's very athletic. But if I can go with one guy right now, like, like, like I mentioned, Jordan Jenkins. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353. 99 at advance, a big chain store, but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And continuing here with this latest installment of Locked On Texans, I have with me in the studio NFL insider Aaron Wilson from Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Aaron, what's going on, my man? And welcome back to Locked On Texans. What's going on, Cody? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for jumping on with me today. So, Aaron, let's jump right into things. With training camp set to begin next Wednesday, what are some things you will be looking for when the Houston Texans take the field, whether that be the number of competition battles the Texans have going on at certain positions or just analyzing the rookies like Davis Mills, Nico Collins, and Brevin Jordan? Right. I tend to watch all of that, but I do like to watch competitions and I like to see the, you know, how they see the depth chart when you have the full team together. So just for example, you know, who are the first string guards? And I would think it'd be Max Sharping and Justin McCray and expect to see Titus Howard at right tackle. And Marcus Cannon is coming off of a, you know, minor knee surgery, a scope, and he's expected to be ready for camp. So we'll see, you know, is Marcus practicing? And then, you know, I'll be looking at the reps and wide receivers taking on the offensive side of the ball. And I want to see what kind of timing and chemistry does Tyrod Taylor have with those receivers. So I know about Brandon Cooks, but I want to see Nico Collins. I want to see Davis Mills. So this is our chance to evaluate the highlights of the rookie class, those guys, Nico Collins and Davis Mills. So, and then when you're thinking about other spots, 
what's the depth chart look like at running back? Who is getting the majority of the reps? Is it David Johnson? Is he having to share a lot of the time with Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay? Is Rex Burkhead on the physically unable to perform list? I think he might be after having an ACL tear last October against the Texans at NRG Stadium. So, yeah, I'll be watching all of that. And then, uh, you know, on the other side of the football, I have my ideas of what I think the defensive line is going to look like without J.J. Watt. I'm expecting Charles Amenehu, Shaq Lawson, Malik Collins, and Jaleel Johnson uh, be out there most of the times. The starters, I think you'll see in the sub package, a lot of Whitney Merciless and Jacob Martin, John Grenard. And then when I, and of course, Jordan Jenkins, who I think is going to you know, play a lot of snaps and, and uh, have a lot of success. And then a linebacker, you know, probably Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Christian Kirksey, Zach Cunningham, of course. And secondary, you know, Lonnie Johnson, Eric Murray, I expect them to compete for playing time at safety opposite Justin Reed. And I think Terrence Mitchell and Bradley Roby, Roby being their top corner. And then Nickel, Desmond King. So, you know, we know a lot of the lineup, but you still want to see it. And then you want to evaluate how do these guys look? And then I try not to make any kind of lasting conclusions about training camp because it's not a, even a preseason game. So, you know, you take it for what it is and I can just go back and think about all of the stories every year that I might write about someone and then they might not play a lot or they catch 15 passes or something like that. And you maybe you wrote a feature on them. I think every person in the media does that. It's not that you're wrong. It's just that you have a lot of copy to fill. So, you're writing about sometimes about a backup or you're writing about a guy that maybe they don't make the team and that's okay. But every one of these guys has a good story and it's our job to tell their stories and to, you know, it's not just a play by play of the practice. I, mean, I think features are what people really want to read and to get to know these guys more. And then, you know, at some point people like you to take the temperature of, you know, how do you think the team is? And it's funny because I've talked to some guys and I know the Texans, they're not predicted to win very many games. I've seen all kinds of things, people saying they have the worst roster or they're not going to win any games. And when I talk to coaches and general managers, they say to me, Aaron, they're going to be a lot better than people think. They're going to be very competitive. They're going to stay in a lot of games. And I think it's interesting to hear that perspective because that's not from the media. That's from people that work in the league. Why do you think the Texans have that perception about them um, when it when in terms of just the national media and even fans themselves? Because I've been on the side of things. Yes, I understand this might not be a playoff team, but I've never been under the belief that this team, especially with the number, with the amount of veterans that they have, I've never been under the belief that this is a team that's going to go 0-17 or 1-16. I, I don't see that. And it's kind of sound like, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, that you don't see that as well. I don't see it that way, Cody. Yeah, I don't look at them as a team that, because you, this is what I anticipate, a low amount of turnovers from the quarterback position. I just really don't expect the running backs to fumble a lot or the receivers. So, and you have a good punter. That means ball control. And are they going to be the most explosive offense in the league? No, obviously not. And they still will have some deep threat capability with Brandon Cooks. And if it's open, Tyrod will hit those guys. He's an accurate quarterback. I would look at it and say, okay, if the defense is much better than last year, 
then why can't they be better? I think the reason people make those projections is because of the Deshaun Watson situation and with Deshaun having requested a trade and uh, being in limbo essentially with his status now that he's facing 22 civil lawsuits alleging sexual misconduct. And you know when you think about his status, they were a four-win team with him and a very poor defense. If the defense is dramatically better with Lovey Smith, but the offense takes a step back, well, what does that mean? Is it four wins? Is it six? What kind of football team are we talking about here? And to me, this season really needs to be about development as much as possible. But they're not trying to tank, I can tell you that. I don't see an awful football team when I analyze the personnel. When I look at the depth chart, Cody, and they're one of the older rosters. They have experienced players. They have guys like Justin Britt that if he's coming, and I've seen a lot of the workouts he's been doing, if he comes back strong off of his knee, he was one of the better centers. So that's an upgrade from Nick Martin. Their right guard, if Lane Taylor, when he gets back from his ACL, I think he can win the right guard job. He was pretty good for Green Bay. So if you're Titus Howard last year, one of the things that hurt him was him having his bailout Zach Fulton. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trying to throw Zach under the bus, but he had a very poor season. He graded out badly. So did Max Sharping. So if Max doesn't play better, then I think you'll see McCray. You could see Hajalti Froholt. You know, he could be replaced. So you're thinking about the interior line was one of the worst interior lines in football last year. There was really nowhere for David Johnson and those guys to run. But if they have a tougher interior line that can actually move people, maybe they'll be a better running team. And they're going to definitely run the ball more often than they did last year. But I, I would say that we need to see. I, I would, you know, be open-minded to it. But our people could not be. You know, I'm not going to tell anybody what to think. But I know how I'm going to approach it because I'm going to approach it the same way I always approach everything is I like to see the proof of things. And then I'll know. But I, I don't like to make assumptions. That's how you make mistakes. You want to be right. And so we'll watch. And, you know, this team, like every other team in the league, deserves a fair shake. And you watch them and then you can make your own conclusions. And if they're bad, we'll say it. We'll say they're bad. And if they're good, we'll say they're good. If they did win half their games, I think that'd be a huge success for this team. You mentioned um, Deshaun Watson. We all know everything that's going on with the Texans quarterback situation. But, you know, I think it's safe to say that starting week one understand center is going to be Tyrod Taylor. What do you believe the Houston Texans are getting with Tyrod Taylor as they starting quarterback, a guy that you covered for four years when you was the beat writer covering the Baltimore Ravens? I got to know Tyrod. He's a very high character guy, very good athlete, uh, someone that the defense really respected. And when I say the defense, I'm talking about Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, some guys like that. Hall of Famers, and they had a lot of respect for Tyrod when they would compete against him in practice. And it was fun to cover practice with Tyrod as the quarterback against dudes like that and Terrell Suggs and some really, really good football players that I had the privilege of covering. So when I was watching that, I would, you know, there wasn't a lot of opportunity sometimes for Tyrod. And then I covered some of his games when he was playing for Buffalo. And I remember when he beat the Texans and it was a decent Texans team and he played very well that day, but he's a solid, respectable quarterback. Uh, he is not spectacular, but you know, while he isn't as dynamic as Deshaun and he's a little older than him, he's well coached. He works with the same 
quarterback coach, actually, Quincy Avery, that Deshaun does, and they've all worked out together recently in Atlanta. Uh, I think Tyrod is just – he's a good athlete. He's going to be very careful with the football, and fans may occasionally find him to be a bit conservative. But I like a quarterback that doesn't throw a lot of picks. And if you have a good defense, you have a good running game, you have a quarterback that, you know, keeps the chains moving and takes care of the football, well, then you're in close games. If you're in a close game, you have a chance. I think you think about Tyrod, and he puts you in a lot of manageable situations. He doesn't take a lot of sacks. He is a smart quarterback. And I would tell you this, he's a guy that people in the locker room respect. And when he was the backup, he got respect. And when he became a starter, he got respect. And he's someone that you think about what he's done in the league as a former six-round pick out of Virginia Tech. He's been in this league a long time. So that doesn't happen by accident. He's a really hard worker. He's a great fit. Uh, takes very good care of himself, very good care of his body, very high character person. So, yeah, I, I would say Tyrod Taylor, I think, will play better than people think. Aaron, really quick before I let you go, one last question. I think one of the biggest problems people have with the Texans heading into the 2021 season is their head coaching situation as well. Um, really quick, what are some of your thoughts about David Culley? And what do you feel is going to be his impact on this team as him coming in as the next head coach? Right, Cody. Uh, I know a lot of guys that are friends with David Culley. And so I you know, have talked to a lot of them. John Harbaugh, Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie's not a guy that does a lot of interviews, Cody. He doesn't just like talk to everybody. He's not trying to promote himself. Like Ozzie doesn't, he's a Hall of Famer. So when he hit me back to talk about David right away, it said something to me because it really meant, you know, that he felt strongly about it. And if he's saying that David Culley's got something to him, I'm going to step and I'm going to listen. I'm going to take that seriously. So that, that's what I would tell you about David Culley and my impressions of David Culley. And I've heard nothing negative about Cully. The only thing I would say is that he's never coached before. He's never been a head coach. So like any rookie head coach, you never know how they're going to do until they're in battle and they're out there and they have to make those key decisions. But yeah, a lot of things I'm hearing about Cully are positive. Aaron, really quick, where can our listeners follow you at on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever social media you might be a part of? Thanks, Cody. Aaron Wilson underscore NFL is my Twitter handle. I'd appreciate follows. I love it. Love to share uh, my little micro updates with you guys. And I am on Instagram at Aaron Wilson 7128. Uh, bear with me. There's some football stuff. There's also a few pictures of my wife and some food pictures too. So <laughs> mind those and a little bit of uh, just my life. Then follow me on Instagram. But Twitter is just football only. And please uh, give me a follow. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Giannis Antetokounmpo drops 50, a 50-piece. And the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. 
Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, that was NFL insider Aaron Wilson from Sports Talk 790 here in Houston. John and listeners, after hearing what Aaron Wilson had to say, especially about the Texans not being winless or going one in 16 this season does that give you some type of expectation or just a small expectation for this team especially considering when you take a look at what we just finished talking about in the first segment of players like jonathan grenard and jacob martin and jordan jenkins players where this defense isn't going to be as bad as it was last year you know what, to Aaron Wilson's point, this team will be a lot better, at least from a roster outlook. I think a logical concern is since this will be a tough year combined with everybody in the division being better and Houston has a first-time head coach, that will be too much to overcome. And Aaron Wilson's description of this team sounds like that 2006 6-10 and 10 season. Remember that year they got a new head coach, Gary Kubiak, and eventually a new general manager in Rick Smith. They had more additions than subtractions. Uh, they lost a quarterback that year. Okay, so, you know, they will win some games, but this team would be a whole lot better with, 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 with Deshaun Watson. He's not Tyrod Taylor, to Aaron Wilson's point again. You know, he's going to be safe with the ball, not going to give you a lot of turnovers. He has Brandon Cooks. If you got to hit you on a, on a deep ball, that's all fine and dandy. If this was 2006 or 2010, but this is 2021. And a quarterback just like that is not going to win you a lot of games. I just don't believe. I'm not expecting this team to be a playoff caliber team. I'm not expecting them to be in the hunt for the wild card. But I just do not see this team heading into the 2021 season as in the words of Aaron Wilson, looking to lose games. This isn't a team that's tanking. They're going to be competitive. No, and no. and that's just what I want Bob to McNair get. would turn in his grave. <laughs> he, he may, hey, Bob McNair may get up out of his grave and hunt this entire franchise if they are purposely losing games. I don't, I don't think this team has that in them. You know, and of my years of watching the NFL – off the top of my head, two teams. The year where the Colts were just so bad, where it was just like, it was kind of a throw up. Are you tanking or are you just this bad? But they got Andrew Luck that year. That year is up in question, but there's no doubt what the Jacksonville Jaguars did last year was a tank fest. You know, we even talked about talked about it with wig you know locked on jaguars man they knew they was thinking they knew they wouldn't it was games where they could have put the best product out on the field and they chose not to uh, this team in houston won't do that i think i think jag fans they are accepting of that because they know they need that type of quarterback they ain't never had that they never had that type of quarterback houston had it He's, he wants to leave he wants to get about the door uh, both of them same, share that same Clemson root, but Houston ain't gonna tank, man. This this fan base would if, if this if this was if this team visibly tanked, this fan base would go crazy. You're talking about losing season ticket holders. Yeah, imagine all the seventy thousand people that just wants to come to the game that are normal fans that you're not looking out for for the training camp. Everybody would losing in this town, man. 
They're not going to tank. They just ain't going to be good enough to win a lot of these games. And of the two tanking teams that you just finished talking about, John, those teams ended up getting Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence, two guys who were projected to be generational talents. I don't see a quarterback like this in this upcoming NFL draft. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. I am John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. More importantly, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And if you're a Facebook head, like us on Facebook as well. Tomorrow, you know, it's a great conversation to have. Let's reevaluate that roster. I mean, not the roster, the uh, the team, the schedule this year. And let's see if there are really any swing games that Houston can win. Like maybe they can win this. Maybe they can win that game. I think that's that'll be interesting to do. Uh, but until we meet again, which will be tomorrow, you guys, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.